Hey everyone, hoping everyone is good, hoping everyone is well, it's a new day. I hope that you are in good spirits, I hope your ears are receptive to hear, and I hope that you are functionally being well. Um, As stated, this will be a new season, and I wanted to give you a little bit of background of this season coming and the introductory episode for season four season three (laughs) um this will be a more personable season where i will be talking about some things that have occurred in my life and more notably the reason why i began this journey that surfaced for me in my adulthood And I want to say this, that for many people, a lot of us don't know that we are harboring a lot of our traumas until we get to adulthood. And it shows up in our relationships with people, um, significant others, and just, you know, sitting still for a while and realizing that it's elements of us that are a little bit, mm, I don't, I wouldn't say messed up, but needs a little bit of fixing. And, um... So this this season is very personal. So I'm sharing some very personal moments of my life and what I've learned in this journey as well in healing and just also being, you know, just honest with myself is that many times our testimony and sharing what we have gone through helps others. You just don't know what others are going through until you talk about what it is that you went through, how you got out of it, and how you were just able to live with the freedom and liberty of knowing that you faced yourself. So for today's episode, it is called A Fatherless Child. And I want to preface this with... um, with saying this, I did have my father for 10 years and it was a very impressionable time in my life. And I'm thankful that God allowed those 10 years of having him. But for the latter uh, 30 years, I have not had a father and it has been a great impact on my life and the way I looked at relationships the way I looked at people and especially my connections with men, (laughs) to be honest. So uh, one thing about my father that I really loved um, was that number one, he was a very, very uh, quiet man. He didn't say much. Um, my, My dad reminded me of a person who just lived in his own little head and his own little piece he was so good at drawing um the way in which he drew was almost as if he he just he made it so realistic he was very talented in drawing and and painting um and he was musically inclined he was uh he played the guitar he had every record i feel like from like the 70s and the 80s my dad had a collection that was just unheard of matter of fact I have some of his records like he loved music one of the um memories that I hold in my head anytime that I think about it that makes me smile is that uh my dad and I love Soul Train and Soul Train would come on about 11 or 12 and we would intently watch 
soul train from the beginning to end and if it was a song that we both like he would dance with me and so we had a room we had a room in our house that we called the big room and that was mainly where we would watch it because we had room you know to move around and we would dance to these songs and it was something about seeing my dad smile and just being in a moment he could he could move y'all he could step and me mimicking and trying to do the moves it was like when I think about it it's nothing but joy and I also say this my dad was very very patient and very just kind in his ways now my dad was slow to to uh pop me or um whoop me or spank me however your terminology is I remember three I remember three um spankings or whoopings in my lifetime but I'll tell you about these three that I loved that my dad did whenever it got to the point where he had to like just pop me to you know make my senses come back into he always explained afterwards why he did what he did and one of the things I loved about him as well was when he spanked me or when he popped me he he allowed me to sit in my tears and most of the time I was being dramatic anyway I was screaming to the top of my lungs as if you know he was beating me with a brick but um it was more so because my feelings was hurt because my dad just never really spanked me and so he would allow me to cry and I would cry for a long time and he would just he would walk off and when he knew that I was done he would come you know in the room and he would say now you know why I did what I did you know and he would say it in such a soft and loving manner that you know even if I was mad at him because he popped me I couldn't be mad and I knew it was my fault because sometimes you know I pushed the envelope. I pushed the buttons with my dad just to see how far I could take it. And I mean, it didn't make sense, but I was a child. And so when I pushed him too far and he he spanked my little butt, um, I got myself together. But he always um, explained why he did it. And he would always give me a hug and tell me that he loved me. And when I when when I lost him, I lost so much of me. And what I experienced after that loss is that those 10 years now one thing again my dad did was he was wise beyond his years and many times when we were together my dad would like talk about politics he would talk about life like he would talk about stuff that I in this age range of like 6 to 10 just I don't know that an adult would talk to a child that way but he did and in my own little way I felt like he was just trying to get so much out in that time span because he knew he wasn't going to live long. And he had told so many people um, that he knew that he didn't feel like he was going to live a long time and he didn't. He died at 38. But um, he made sure that he talked to me about everything. And that's one of the things that I take in because I needed it so much when I was a teenager and also an adult. And in the aftermath of all of that, um, I would cling on to the words that my dad would speak to me on different occasions. And I yearned for the moments in which he could tell me about boys or tell me about people or just correct me 
in my wrongs or when I had a question about certain things. And that was another thing as well. Like, I thought my dad was a walking encyclopedia. I could literally come to him and ask him about anything, and he had the answers to it. Mathematically, he was a genius. You know, he it just, it was so many things that I missed about him and I longed for. I remember one of the last conversations that we had was he was telling me about boys and I was 10 at the time and he was just saying, you know, when we get older, boys are going to be different. And because a lot of the um, the kids in the neighborhood were boys. And so and I was a tomboy growing up. So you couldn't tell me that I couldn't run with the boys. I couldn't play football. And he acknowledged that like he didn't have a problem with it at all. But it was one of those things where he wanted to have that conversation about how boys show up and this that and the other and so I remember that conversation and then of course life was cut off and um I didn't get to have those needed conversations with a dad about boys and about uh just expectations when it came to relationships and men I felt in many moments that I lost my direction because um, the dynamic from which I knew as a family dynamic had greatly shifted. My mother was very consumed with her anger and her grief. And as I look back at it, my dad was definitely the balance um, in her life. Um, He just had a way of reeling her back to reality and soothing the anger um, that she felt in her heart many times when she would come home from work. And his, you know, his absence brought more of what he sheltered me from. And so that loss of not having my father made me aware of what life was going to be like being under my mother. I felt lonely. I had um, less fulfillment in my life. Many of the activities that I did in my life was closely related to my dad. I wanted to learn music, so um, he would play his guitar while I played the piano. And so the urge to even want to play piano didn't serve me because I didn't have my father on the other side of me. Um, Music, now I would listen to his records and just reminisce on the songs that we would dance to or sing to. Um, I kept his memory alive in that sense, but it wasn't the same. And I also couldn't go to my mother about things the way that I knew that I could about, you know, with my dad. My dad was pretty much like an open vessel. Anything that you wanted to talk about, he was receptive. And he had a very non-judgmental spirit. He listened intently. And then if you needed, you know, advice on something, he would offer and tell you. Um, So not having that was, it was very hard for me. Going into my teenage years, I got very jealous of, you know, girls that I saw with their dads and especially the ones that were very active in their lives because my dad was that dad. You know, I ran track in high school and, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I remember was him pushing me to run track. Again, I was in a neighborhood of boys and I'll never forget, like, I even smile thinking about this now. Um, 
we were in the neighborhood and we used the road right in front of my house to run. And I kept telling my dad, I was like, I can beat so-and-so. And so we ran this race and I beat him. And these were boys, y'all. And so he said, okay. He said, the next time that y'all get ready to race, you come and tell me. And so he was in the backyard that particular day. And um, I told him, I said, we finna get ready to race. And I said, can you stand at the end and say, you know, ready, set, go. And so he came out there and he was at the end of the road and he had his hand stretched out, you know, and he was like on your mark, get set, go. And y'all, I tow out. I mean, I tow out like something was behind me and I was running and like my dad's face lit up and I, you know, hit his hand you know you know how you do to say you know you first you won and my dad was like Lisa you really can run and he got so excited and so after that it was like him you know just realizing that you know I had an athletic component to me and he would always ask me you know you're gonna run track when you get in school and you know exercise and stretch your legs and run you know make sure you're getting your speed and he was so um into the fact that he saw his daughter beat a whole bunch of boys and when he died um the year after I went into rec track and field and I remember crossing the finish line I had one second place um in regions going to state and I cried at the finish line let me get myself together I'm getting kind of choked up um I cried at the finish line because my dad was not at the end and I really I needed him there so those were some of those moments where for me I missed out on just the sheer excitement and the gratitude that my dad showed to me on an everyday basis on something very small. Um, and then I remember my first relationship. Um, you know, hey, you know, we're kids or we're young, you know, not so mature. And, um, you know, a boy broke my heart. And I couldn't cry in front of my mama because she went with all that tear stuff. But I cried not long for my dad because I needed to just tell him that this boy like this girl over me and he told me that I was too tomboyish and he went down the whole list and I just remember just wanting and yearning for my dad's hug and I didn't get it and then going into um, my serious relationship and having my son and being heartbroken that things didn't work out with my my oldest son's dad we were in college we were young you know we were what were we doing you know and you know but the beautiful thing about this in which I know that my dad was there is that um my son was supposed to um been born a week prior to me having him and my mom kept telling me you know I really feel like you're you're your son is going to be born on July 17th. My dad had died on July 17th. And so as the days were going, um, I kept telling the doctor, like, I want him out now. It was the, the heat, the, the hottest of the summer. And y'all, we in Georgia. So our summers get hot. And I was miserable carrying my son. And I remember 
going to the doctor on July 17th. And the lady, you know, she told me, she said, if you see, you know, a bloody, you know, spot, that means that the baby is coming or a pink spot. And I woke up that morning and I had that, that, that pink spot. And I had a doctor's appointment that morning. She said, yep, you're going to have the baby today. And my mother was elated because she had been telling me the whole time, you're going to have your son on the same day that your daddy died. And that was for me um, just an, you know, an affirmation or affirmment that my dad was there with me um, at that moment. And so I did have my son July 17th. Um, and then, you know, as life would have it, uh, 2020, I lost my mother on July 17th. And, you know, my mom and my dad are together. But I, I say that to say that my dad's love was abundant. I didn't get to have the opportunity to have my dad walk me down the aisle. And I remember um, that one of the reasons why I didn't want to have a wedding was because I wasn't going to have my dad walk me down the aisle. I told my husband, I just want to go to the courthouse. Let's just do it at the courthouse. I really wasn't into, at that time, wearing dresses and being dressed up. You know, that never really was my thing. But it was more so because I, I was not going to have my dad. And like every, you know, young woman, they think of that moment. Being alongside their dad and having that, that gracious moment of their fathers giving them away and... That moment was stolen away from me, so I thought in my head, and I, we didn't have a wedding. We just went to the courthouse. I said all that to say that a lot of things that happened in my life, I, it was it was about my dad, you know, not having the opportunities and just experiencing things because my dad wasn't there, and I was so close to him. But I always remember this. I said, you know, the, the person that I want to be tied to has to be like my dad. I made mistakes in many um, situationships where I lost a part of myself. I don't know if it was that many times I had given up on myself and not seeing myself for who I was or that I didn't value myself. But I do know that if I would have had my dad around in moments where I felt low, I could have went and gone to my dad and he wouldn't have judged me. He would have redirected me to where I needed to go from a man's point of view. And I think many times as women, when our dads are, you know, absent, um, we tend to just take on so much by ourselves. Something about having a man present is like a, a honor of protection where his baby will never, ever um, have to hurt again. And there's something about being face to face, a man or a boy being face to face with your dad where they know I don't play about that one. And so my dad was definitely one of those um, before he passed away. And that is something that I would never, ever get back. Not having my father really made me think long and hard about how I wanted my life to look like. And I recognized as well 
that um, when I got married and and um, my husband and I were together for years, I wanted my husband to show up like my dad did to my mother because this was the example in which I seen with my parents. And I often got frustrated because we were young um, and I thought that my husband should have known like this is how um, a dad is supposed to be. This is how a husband is supposed to be. But I didn't take into account that my dad, my, my excuse me, my husband was a fatherless child and he was raised by a single parent. And therefore, I was putting all of my expectations off on my husband. And with having three boys as well, um, I felt like I wanted to raise my children the way that my dad has showed up for me with a slow to anger approach and um, and not using physical punishment as a way of punishment to let them know that they messed up. I wanted to be slow in ensuring that I was explaining why it was that I was punishing them the way that I was with just talk. In my adulthood, I really struggled with um, the way in which I care for people. I don't know if it was that I used my father's absence um, as a way not to love, but I will say that it impacted me greatly. Um, After my father died, I really went into a sense of um, shock where I really thought that I was going to die every single day after that. And that's really no lie. Um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and check to make sure I was alive. It even transpired into, you know, when I got married and watching my husband sleep at night. Like, I know it sounds like crazy creepy, but this was like the emotional toll that I was going through because I was scared that I was going to lose my husband at a young age. And even little things that my husband would do, like, If he snored, my dad used to snore, which was indicative of um, heart disease in his, uh, you know, in his health. But when my husband began to snore, I would wake him up in the middle of the night and get scared that he had a heart issue. And I would watch my husband at night. I would watch my kids at night. I would literally get up in the middle of the night two and three times at night and check on all three of my children and watch their chest rise up and down to ensure that they were still alive. The way that death had a hold on me and um, the way of fear of feeling that I was going to be a widow absolutely scared me crazy. I also realized that not having a father um, made me more open to making decisions that were rash um, before marriage and in my marriage. There was a sense of not feeling as if I was complete. Because again, my father was everything to me. And even though years had passed, everything that my father meant to me, I needed back. 
And I, in my, my later years after he passed away, the unavailableness that my mother gave was a deep hole that could not be filled. Um, my mother was sinking in her depression and acting in ways that were just not what she needed and, and honestly not what I needed as a mother. And so she was not emotionally tied to me. She never talked to me about things. Um, and she was, you know, she didn't have emotion, to be honest with you. So that yearning for my father just made it harder for me to process emotions and build relationships with people because I didn't want to get close to people in the sense that I was going to lose them. What I learned now in my adulthood is that, you know, sometimes we think that we are by ourselves and that people don't understand and... I think I understood this more after I lost my mother in 2020 and coming to terms with death and how death really is and how it appears and just how it is in life, period, that this is the evolution and the circle of life and that it will happen to all of us. I realized that um, for me, my way of, you know, being okay with it was that the years that I spent with my father molded me in ways that um, made me look at the way in which he treated me, he treated my mother, he treated other people. It's like the life that I want to live ongoing from now until the day, you know, I rest my eyes. His grace, his, his love, his essence, um, his pure energy as a person was something that I was, I, I just, I felt privileged to know. And it would have been great to have him in these years of my life to see three grandsons that he have, you know, that he has. And plus, you know, my brother's son. So that's four grandsons, you know, that he would have loved and taught so many things. That would have been great. Um, it would have been great to been walked down the aisle. It would have been great to call him on the phone and cry about the things that I was experiencing and I was going through. But when I look at it now, it was just a way for me to build myself up, even if I don't understand the way in which God makes things happen. I understand in the aftermath that my, my father showed me and taught me so much in the beginning and that the fatherless child feeling that I had, it's, it's very, it's very hard, but it's very real. And I sit with knowing that his spirit lives within me. I said that to say in my situation where I was um, able to have a father and then no longer you know, in these present years is that I appreciate where I am and how much growth I have gotten from just acknowledging that life happens. I'm going to always wish for things that I didn't get to experience 
but I'm, I'm more grateful that I did get 10 years while I understand with talking to many friends that they didn't even have a relationship with their father. And there is a form of forgiveness that I had to, I was angry at God for a while as well because everything was going so good. And um, my nuclear family, my, my mom, my dad, my brother, myself, we were happy, we were stable. And then things began to crumble after he died. I just want to tell you this. If you are a a woman, a man who doesn't have your father in your life um, and didn't have the presence of your father at all in your life, I want to tell you that I understand, but I don't understand to the gravity. So I will say that there will always be moments of... Um, feeling as if you are all alone, feeling that no one will understand the way in which you show up sometimes or the things that you long for because they are not experiencing your experience. But I do know that things happen for reasons beyond what we can comprehend. And I just want to tell you that me sharing this story and this love that I had for my father means that I accept what happened and how things happen and I'm okay with the regrets that I formulated in my mind and I'm okay sitting here today sometimes we want things that we just aren't able to get, and that's okay. That's, you know, naturally a part of human nature. But we also have to be appreciative in the moments in which we are living right now and understanding that things are just set up the way that they are for the time being. If you have a father in your life, be, be thankful, be gracious, be honorable in that moment and loving that person if it is a situation where you know you and that father don't see eye to eye um, and there is no form of reconciliation in the future I definitely understand love as you may and love as you can Um, love from a distance and love with all of your heart because once that person is gone There is nothing that you can say out of your mouth that they can hear as standing next to you or on the receiving end. Spiritually, I hope that maybe they understand the words that we speak when we are talking. But as far as a physical face-to-face or audibly hearing through the phone, you won't be able to get that opportunity. Life is life. We will all come to an end we will see our parents perish and die you know um they will go back to the earth and life will go on as harsh as it sounds life will go on i wanted to share that story with you because i loved my daddy my daddy was my all and all and i had difficulties in so many aspects of my life but I reconciled with 
just knowing that things happen the way they do beyond my knowing and I'm okay with that thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here thank you so much for just you know being a listening ear as well I am elated that we have so many people who are tapping into the podcast I want to give a shout out um, as well I didn't do it in the beginning but I want to do it now and um, the first is Love Jill 37. She says, great podcast. And I'll read just a little bit of what she said. I'm new here. I've listened to several episodes now, and it's always good to hear someone who shares similar ideals and awareness of energy around them. Uh, Love Jill 37. I thank you for that. Trainer G53. Um, the podcast is a blessing. Loving the podcast, I discovered you on TikTok and have been following you ever since on Instagram. I'm now listening to your podcast. Thank you. Um, Battered Woman, I, I really want to share this because this one touched my heart. Matter of fact, um, I really had a, a tear. Um, she said, hi, my name is Jane. I want to be the one to say, listen, I listened to you and it really helped me out of my marriage. I was being physically and emotionally attached and abused by my husband that I had been with for February 9th was 16 years together and April would be have been eight years of being married and it was just getting worse and I would have been dead if I had not started listening to you. So I would love to say thank you so much. I became emotional about that because um, there have been um, podcasts that I've listened to that have really hit me close. And that have changed the, you know, trajectory of my life in the way that I have thought. And so I thought that that um, that message was so raw and so real. And I am thankful for you, um, Jane, for that message. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And Mom Work 30, uh, she said, I'm Desi and I'm so happy that I found you on TikTok. And this episode to me was so deep because now I know I've been holding myself back. Um, and the last one, Miss Jerry Marie, I hope I didn't butcher that. (laughs) She said, I love the advice, guidance and positivity Lisa Marie gives. A friend sent me one of her TikToks and I have been hooked on her energy ever since. Hit that play button. You won't be disappointed. I want to thank you guys for always coming in with the reviews and the ratings. I um, am grateful for your honesty. And I am also grateful for those who have emailed me and given me um, episode um, things that you would like to hear. And also to podcasters who have reached out. I am excited about doing some podcastings um, with other people. I'm grateful I'm glad you are here. I'm glad you're listening. I'm not going to prolong this. Thank you so much for being here. And I am out. See you later.